Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. My name is Mark, and today I'm here again with Gail. What up? Hey, guys. How's it going? And we've decided to do a special kind of podcast every sort of quarter. This is going to be a behind-the-scenes look at Authority Hacker as a business. We'll share what we've been up to in the last quarter and what we have planned coming up. And as always, there should be a bunch of actionable takeaways for you guys there, too. These so, podcasts are going to be about not just Authority Hacker, right? Like, uh, Authority Hacker and has ambition, right? Yes. Like, but today is Authority Hacker. Our business, yeah. So thanks for answering my next question. <laughs> okay. What have we been up to lately? <laughs> so today is November 4th. I've been working on the authority side system for like two months soon. I'm happy to say that I've been taking a bunch of lessons. It's almost ready. So the people that actually bought during the last launch on Authority Hacker Pro, that was one of the bonuses promised. And we're going to be able to deliver that in November, as expected. There is something like 75 lessons. And yeah, so like basically we've been following up on the people that joined Atari Hacker Pro from the launch that happened in September and doing a little bit of house ambition as well on top. So, so funnily enough, you mentioned the launch we did in September. <laughs> um, <laughs> seems as good of a topic as any to make this podcast about. How did that okay. go? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, look, every time we've been doing a launch for Atari Hacker, it's been like doubling at least every time. So we did that again this time, which was nice. And that took us finally in the six figures realm when we, for a launch, which is nice, especially considering that it's like, it was like the third time we kind of like promoting Atari Hacker Pro that year. So it's not just a one a year thing. And yeah, it's six figure. And like, as I said, the first number wasn't uh, wasn't a one. So it was a pretty good six figure launch as well, especially considering, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, the fact that we didn't have to pay like that many affiliate commissions out of that number. Yeah, I mean, usually when you hear people talk about six-figure launches, you you kind of assume that they're paying at least half of that out in affiliate commissions. But we seem to sort of be okay with that this one at least. Yeah, uh, we did like so something like eight percent of that was affiliate commission or something, something yeah. like that. So, Even so, less, I think. So it's like it's it, like we kept most of the money, so it's pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, like prior to doing this big launch, which if any of you guys are on our list, I'm sure you got bombarded with plenty of emails about that. So I'm sure you know what we're talking about. But if you don't, we have a premium course called Authority Hacker Pro. And in September of 2016, we did did a big launch for that. But prior to doing this sort of big launch, we had operated on a sort of recurring model, recurring monthly model. And we decided to move to the launch model, which is only selling it for you know short period of time so can you just talk us through like what was the thing yeah. behind that so i mean we started as a recurring thing the truth is authority hacker wasn't making a lot of money before we sold our own products it was making something like let's say like three thousand dollars a month maybe so for a lot of people it's like oh you can make three thousand dollars from your website it's great it's like it was enough to sustain like one of us let's say yeah more or less so you know when we started being like okay let's launch our own products and stuff we were more about like building that kind of like survival income on authority hacker pro it's like you know we have other sources of income but i like to think of it like oh if i worked on this full-time this could sustain you right Mm -hmm. and usually what you go for at that point is security 
And what feels safe is monthly recurring income. That's why people go for a job where they get paid less, but they have an, like a guaranteed salary. The next best thing as a business owner is getting people that subscribe and pay you every month. And so that's why we went for the, um, for the monthly price. And at the very beginning, when we launched HPro, it was selling for $38.8 per month in the beta. And then we increased. I think, I think the, we still have a few people on that price. I yeah, think, yeah. So. Still, good, uh, good <laughs> yeah. We're still like, I think it's like a little bit under $2,000 a month from these people. Yeah. So, so it's still some money, especially when you consider the yearly income. Yeah. And then we increased the price to $47, which was the retail price for like half the year, basically. When you do that recurring stuff, like you're like, oh yeah, we're gonna sign people up, and there's gonna be more and more, and they're gonna, it's gonna increase our monthly revenue. It's all gonna be magical and amazing. That's not exactly how things happen with this recurring revenue, especially when, when you're selling information. People are consuming the information, then quitting. A lot of people just buy one month, then quit. Mm-hmm. So really, you end up making like forty-seven dollars out of sell. I think when we worked out the value of a customer on that model it was something close to 350 to 400 dollars and so it was like okay but you know we were also producing content every month at that point so i thought hacker pro started as a medium-sized product but like i was producing like 15 videos every month 15 to 20 videos every month plus webinars plus everything so that member area became really quite big like much bigger eventually than products that sell for sometimes like three thousand plus dollars yeah uh, so in that when, industry you know when people were paying 47 dollars to access all of yeah. that and then quitting after a month sometimes quite obviously downloading it all scraping it all as well it was oh yeah a bit, bit annoying yeah yeah it's like people were like oh my god like i can't believe how much stuff there is for the price you guys are charging etc like you know like there literally was not a single person complaining about anything. It was like too good of a deal almost. And so once we passed that kind of like survival thinking stayed, we were like, okay, we can make money from that stuff. And you know, the, the monthly thing still made like, it made a, around $10,000 a month, I think, when we stopped it. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was like already a six-figure year blog, right? But then we're like, okay, like we think we can do better. Now we've built more and more value into that member area. And yeah, so like we were like, now we're willing to take that risk. We've, we've proved that people want it. We've been improving it with feedback of people that actually have been paying us to build a member area. It was a good first step, and I would probably redo it that way if, if I had to start again. Yeah, it was kind of like easing into it as well. There was, yeah. like you said, you know, all that positive feedback kind of, it was hard to ignore really. And it just felt like kind of the right thing to do to move to this model, increase the price, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, like it was telling us that people actually like it because we had no idea before we sold it, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's when we decided to, I think the first thing we did was like, we did a webinar, like we were like, okay, let's do more active promotion because literally at that point, there was just a page on the website, like the, the button that says on the menu, like member area or something, or Authority Hacker Pro, I can't remember. Like people would just click through from the thank you page or from the website and they would buy, essentially. There was no active promotion and still, like, we made decent money. Yeah. So then we decided to do a webinar where we were promoting essentially the yearly deal. Like, we had a yearly deal. Essentially, you pay 10 months of subscription and you get one year. So you get two months free. I think the first webinar made, like, something like $30,000 or something. Mm-hmm. Like, with the replay, et cetera. Like, not live, but, like, 
we, like the replay was up for like three so days or something. Weekend uh, made it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think we did it on Thursday and we closed it on on Sunday night, and that made thirty thousand dollars, and that's literally three months of recurring revenue that we made back then. And it's like, wow, okay, like one of these promos like made us three months of ongoing money which you know for that time usually we have to produce more content engage etc whereas this was more sold as like a one-off thing that we'll update once a year because when people buy yearly they just expect like we still produce content but it's like it doesn't have to be as frequent mm-hmm. as reconsidering the transaction every month you know yeah. and so so it was like oh okay and people were still like, oh my God, amazing value, amazing deal, et cetera. Like zero complaints, zero complaints about the price ever at that point. And so we're like, okay, well, we were way underpriced compared to the competition. We have extremely high ratings, very low refund rate. Like at that point, our refund rate was like below 2%, which in this industry, the the average is around 10%. So we were doing like five times better than than the average in terms of refunds and that showed high customer satisfaction and so we're like okay let's um let's try another webinar like three months later i think where we offer a lifetime deal i I think i remember i was like oh if you buy yearly you get a lifetime deal or something Mm -hmm. and we got a few affiliates to promote i think we had john dixtra from fat stacks i think we had chris from rank excel robbie richards and a few other friends essentially that we talked to i think tung also from tung sorry from uh, Cloud Living was promoting, the, and I think that webinar made $80,000. Over the weekend, yeah. Yeah, so same thing, same formula, same webinar. And we, just from like having a little bit of extra promo for the webinar, having a few affiliates, and you know, polishing everything a little bit. I think that there was a new sales page at that point too. So, but I mean, th- at that point, we also decided to when we sort of validated the idea that yes, yeah. we can run on this launch model. Essentially, we decided to. So that was in I think April May 2016, and then the most recent launch was in September 2016. So essentially, we stopped selling completely for about four after months. that like, one, yeah. It wasn't, or it was almost impossible to buy. There are a few funnels still active, but they're closed now. But it was almost impossible to buy. And, you know, it was an active decision on our part. It was t- difficult to make at the time. You know, stop selling your product. No, you Yeah, we were selling one or two a day, and then we yeah. just decided to stop. To say to people, you can't give us money, was a, it's kind of like a interesting sort of dynamic goes on there. Like, how effective do you feel that scarcity and that decision to stop selling was? Well, I mean, we had no idea until we did the last launch in September, right? Yeah. What I knew is like, even when it was open all the time, webinars were generating money. Um, so therefore, if we increase the scarcity and retain people, etc., we'll definitely probably get better results. And at that point, $80,000 is like eight months of revenue. So like we had time to figure it out. Essentially, we had like the people that were still on the monthly plan, so still receiving money. Like, although because we stopped selling it, it was decreasing over time with people dropping off. But still, money coming every month. Plus, we made like eight months of revenue. So I was like, okay, like, you know, worst case, like in eight months, we reopen it normally. And so, so yeah, we tried the, the last launch. And as I said, it was it was over $200,000 sales. So we tripled, I think. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we tripled, I, actually. I guess it's hard to exactly narrow down in a scientific way exactly what was causing everything. I remember just constantly on Intercom, which is our like support chat system there's like every other day there's someone asking like when is it going to be open when oh yeah can i buy this when can i buy this so 
it's anecdotal, but it, that kind of felt like it was kind of creating a bit of momentum around it, at least. Yeah, I mean, some. I remember an email. I was like, "Oh my god, I want to join! Like, do I need to do, to donate a kidney to be able to join, etc.? Like, that's how high it was. To I mean, how many people were waiting, etc. So yeah, the fact that we did a, did a bit of teasing as well before we reopened and stuff, it really helped. I don't know if we talk about that later, but yeah. Yeah. So I mean, let's talk about that. So when it actually came to designing how we were going to do this this launch, it wasn't repeating what we'd done before. It was we no. built it or designed it from the ground up. We took a lot of inspiration from was a video fruit i'll link to their their blog post on how they did their launch it's pretty awesome we took a lot of inspiration from that but also changed it up quite a bit to sort of suit our audience like do you want to talk a bit about how we did that yeah i mean basically it's like before we were doing these promos but it was like hey it's opened hey it's closed goodbye (laughs) that's how it was now it's like we uh ramped up the content release and kind of oriented it towards making people want to buy well, always trying to deliver the level of value we deliver with content. So that was through all the content channels we use. So mainly podcast and blog. So there was like, you know, a lot of people do, for example, these pre-sales videos, you know, like these three-part video series. To be frank, we're not very good at being face camera people and we just didn't have time to make proper videos. So instead of doing that, which everyone does, we actually did that in podcast version. We actually took a week and released three podcasts talking about three different things that we did. I think there was one on like the size we felt, one on like the biggest mistakes people make and the, the, the third one on like how to solve these mistakes. Yeah, it was kind of like a, a three-part series. So they were, they were linked. Together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we uh, used the podcast medium, which was different, which I think is a good thing. Like this, in this industry, everyone copies everyone. Yeah. So doing something different and it was a bit refreshing. But additionally, we have podcast subscribers. Like when we publish this podcast, I know there's like over a thousand people that will download it right away within 24 hours. And that's because people are subscribed, et cetera. So, you know, most of these video series thing, you need to get people to re-opt in or click the email or something. Whereas this actually gave us a lot of reach by just like using the con- the mediums that we usually use to only talk about value stuff and just making it what we call a native ad. So it was also, it was just as much value. I think like the sites we failed, et cetera, like I had a lot of comments of people that liked it. But at the same time, at the beginning, at the end, we teased the lounge, et cetera. And it would blend in, but at the same time, we'd prep people to buy. So we did that. We did the blog post from Perrin, which is still at that, to that date, the last blog post we've released on the blog and we'll be back soon, but we have some things to finish first. But like uh, the, the blog post on Perrin and how he actually went from doing great high business pursuits and being penalized by PBNs and that kind of stuff, losing everything, losing a site that was making something like $4,000 a month, and then took the authority site model that we talk about, kind of adapted to his style, and now makes pretty much double what Penny Shave used to make. And everything White Hat was a great pre-sale blog post as well. It's also now the third most commented blog post on the blog. So while we were doing pre-sales with that, it is also something that people found a lot of value in. So and it has 209 shares. So like it's all about finding that balance of like giving really cool content and at the same time kind of like prepping people for the transaction, which is what we tried to do with these two actually. We did also I, the giveaway before that, I think. Yeah, yeah. How did that go? We talk about giveaways, we have a blog post about it, we have a blueprint about it in HPro. And you don't necessarily get the strongest leads from that, but 
if you give away the right thing, like if you give away something that's related to your industry, so in our case, we were giving like Ahrefs and track plant hosting and a bunch of tools. I think there was like $5,000 of tools that people could get that grew our email list a lot. And so as a result, it allowed us to reach more people with these pre-sales blog posts, pre-sales podcasts, et cetera, and you know, overall build more momentum with the shares and so on. So that worked pretty well. One thing that we did that was cool with the giveaway as well is that we actually allowed affiliates to promote it. So affiliates could literally email their list and say, hey, you can enter there to win like all these tools. And it would tag people with the affiliate ID. Meaning that affiliates would be emailing our giveaway and a lot of people are happy to enter for a chance to win $5,000 of tools. So it was a great, great way to expand our email list, reward the affiliates that have been promoting the, the contest and overall just give it a lot more momentum. I, I can't remember how many people entered, but like a lot, like thousands of people. Yeah, it was a few, uh, a few thousand at least. So the other thing I want to say about the giveaway is to actually get the products to to give away it was, I think, fairly easy, actually. I think almost everyone we approached was up for it. Uh, yeah. And what we did is we just approached the people whose, or the company whose products we promote already and we're already affiliates for. So it's usually very easy to get in touch with the affiliate manager or whomever for for this software or whatever. Yeah. Everyone was everyone was down, so I think yeah. I think that worked worked pretty well. So we had two thousand seven hundred people enter, and they took almost seven thousand actions. Actions were like sign up for our newsletter, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, follow us on SoundCloud for the podcast, and refer people. Like yeah. share your link around and and refer people, and yeah, that worked really well. And the fact that you can reward your affiliates for promoting it is is a really good me- like viral mechanic because you get like the book of sharing from your list and from your affiliates. We use retargeting as well to promote that. And then after that, like there's this kind of like viral sharing mechanic that gives people more chances to win. And overall, that drew a lot of people in and gave us a lot of reach for the upcoming launch. So yeah, yeah. So I think to sum this part up, the pre-launch prep, a lot of people. In internet marketing, I think they're too focused on the sort of, as you said, copying what other people are doing and, you know, oh, I have to do these three videos. I have to do this. I have to do this. Our thinking was, where are our potential customers hanging out? So they were on our blog, reading our blog. They were in our email list already. They were podcast subscribers and they were potentially from on affiliates lists. So yeah, all, of, list as well. all of the pre, pre-launch stuff was designed to essentially scoop everyone out, scoop everyone up from that and like, you know, kind of build up a bit of buzz around the launch, let people know it was coming. Still being a bit cryptic as to exactly when, but we had like a page on our site where you could sign up to be, you know, notified first and stuff like that. One of my dreams, actually, is to build a treasure hunt on the authority hacker site where, you know, we hide stuff in the robots.txt, etc. And there's like a hidden link where you can join in, you know, yeah. if you find a way I through. Remember, then... <laughs> I remember um, there's a famous DJ, Dead Mouse, and he put like some unreleased track, but it was on the 404 page of his website. So like hardly anyone would ever find it, but it was apparently really good so i don't know yeah one day we do that like when we redesign i i definitely want to build some kind of easter egg around that fun actually but also worth mentioning what the results of all this pre-launch activity is i think we had our highest ever traffic month on the site it was like double what the previous month what august was i think yeah it was double the second highest month yeah so it was a lot i think we had like uh, eighty thousand visits that month something so that's good for august especially it's good because that's when everyone's on holidays etc so 
despite that, we had a really, really good traffic month. Okay, so we've done all this pre-launch activity. Everyone's ready to buy, apparently, and traffic's up. You know, we've scooped up everyone from all their traffic sources. How did we actually go about like structuring the launch? How did we break that down and what worked there? Yeah, okay. So what we had learned from the previous things is that people buy on the deadline. Like you need to put a big timer and people buy like in the last 12 hours, it's like half your sales, right? Yeah. So all the previous promos, we had one deadline. It's like, hey, this is available. Like this offer from the webinar is available until the webinar goes offline at the end of the weekend, Sunday night, it closes and that's it, right? And so this learning that we had is definitely Brian Harris one from Video Fruit. It's like, oh, just have multiple deadlines in your launch. Yeah. And as a result, you generate multiple spikes of sales, right? Mm-hmm. And so we did that. And I think we owe Brian a beer for that because that worked really well. So we had four steps. The first one was the early bird where it was just a flat out discount for people who buy early, right? I think there was like four days or five days of yeah. early bird. It's about 20, 25% discount, something like that. Yeah. Right? So pretty significant still, you know, like it's like you'd save between $250 and $700, depending on what you buy. That was good, but you had to pay everything at once. Then after the early bird finished, then we opened the pricing plans, which a lot of people had been asking for in the early bird. And there was that dilemma where it's like, oh, but it's more expensive. Oh, but there's a pricing plan. And a lot of people that said they would go for it in the early bird didn't go because the prices were actually the normal prices on the pricing plans. But still, it generated sales. The pricing plans stayed open. So like just after the early bird, there was a bit of a, a down stuff. By the way, the early bird was like 50% of our sales. So it was a big deal, actually. And the first deadline definitely worked better than the other ones. Then we did a webinar because we had done that before. It worked well. So we did a webinar and we announced the authority site system, which we are finishing this month. And we said, hey, if you buy Authority Hacker Pro before the webinar goes offline, which was, you know, I think it was like four days after then you also get the authority side system when we release it, which is this month now. So people were like, uh, well, I get two products for, for the price of one, even if it's more expensive than the early bird, like I get more value. So it makes sense. And so there was quite a bit of sales from that. And also it opened up to a new demographic. It was the beginner's demographic, which is good. Like, you know, that we also were thinking about different types of demographics. So early bird was more for people who are already like, in the US. Yeah. Yeah. They know they want it. They just, they've been waiting. They, they are the people that send us these emails, like asking when it's going to open, et cetera. These people about pricing plans were, well, budget conscious people, like people that don't necessarily have all the cash right away. The bonus was like targeted more at beginners because that's what the bonus was about. And finally, we had the closing where it's like, well, we're going to close Atari Hacker Pro for a period of time. So buy before it's closing. And uh, that was our third deadline. And that, you Fourth know. deadline, I think, yeah. Well, pricing plans didn't really. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's more like three deadlines, but it, it worked pretty well overall. Yeah. One thing which we did, which is I directly lifted from Video Fruit, actually, is we introduced a platinum plan, which is essentially the thinking is, So there's always going to be a percentage of your customers who are willing to give you more money. So give them a way to do it. Prior to uh, the September launch, it was just Authority Hacker Pro and that was it. There was no upsell, no, no different tiers, nothing. So what we did is we essentially took Authority Hacker Pro and then made it worse. So we took the webinars out of Authority Hacker Pro and put them into Authority Hacker Pro Platinum tier. 
and charge more money for it. We also gave more. We also had more consulting calls, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're a bit cautious about adding in consulting too many, too much sort of like time sink, like calls and stuff because it doesn't obviously scale very well. But for like the platinum tier, we doubled the price. So Authority Hacker Pro was the general price. There were some discounts, but general price was about a thousand dollars. So the platinum was two thousand. Yeah. And it worked, I think, like really, really, really well, like exactly almost as Brian said. Yeah, I mean, I think like 50% of the revenue was from the Platinum, something like that, a little bit less, but like it's like 25% of sales, 50% of the revenue. Yeah, something like that. I I think we definitely owe him uh, several beers for that one as well, actually. Okay, well, well. (laughs) Brian, if you're listening, send us your address, we'll send you a crate of beer. We were charging more money. So before the intro, to, like the, the teaching part of the webinar was minimal. It was like 15 to 20 minutes and then it was mostly Q&A. Now we've swapped to actually the webinars being mostly teaching. I did the last one with Perrin. I think it was something like 50 minutes of us talking and then Q&A was like another 40 minutes or something. So they're like longer and, and more in-depth in general. So that plus the calls, I think that was a good way to bump up the platinum version and essentially make a higher priced higher tier version from it did you find more people showed up to the last webinar now that there's a bit of scarcity around it and it's like they're paying extra for it or well there is more people showing up now there could be several reasons for that including my personal mistakes on the times of the webinars (laughs) age pro members know about that there was also some problems with the notification email so like we have fixed that so now people actually get the emails like a while before and so as a result there are more people on live webinars now. Can I attribute that to the more value? Not necessarily because there were so many things that changed and were improved. But like, yeah. But what I like is that like not too many people, so we can actually chat with people, which is good. It's more personal, yeah. One thing as well, just to mention, is we actually grandfathered everyone who had joined AH Pro before we introduced the two tiers in at the top tier, so they got it all. You know, no one was worse off who was. We don't say like, like give us more money to keep the same thing. Like yeah. we we never say that. Yeah. One other thing which we did a a bit differently this time was around the affiliate side of things. So I guess I would say it didn't go as well as I had hoped. Our my idea was that, you know, we're gonna create this more buzz around the affiliate side of things. You know, people had made a lot of money for relatively few clicks previously. We're increasing the prices, so everyone's gonna want to jump on this. And to be honest, like those people who did promote, I think did really, really well out of it. There's several people who made, you know, thousands of dollars off of the back of one or two emails. Even one of our friends here in Budapest, he has like a travel blog. He just sent out a, a few emails to his relatively small list and he made like a thousand dollars off of it. So it's pretty good. The EPC uh, was really good for people. I just say that like uh, yeah. six, over six dollars many, in many cases. But actually communicating that to people is difficult. I think just so many people get bombarded by affiliate offers and you know people trying to get them to promote things. Really, it was only what worked in terms of getting us affiliates was either people we knew or asking people we knew to introduce us to potential affiliates and offering some kind of intro fee or commission, something like that, seemed to work quite well. Um, but in terms of getting like cold affiliates, that was, I mean, we could have tried harder and done more things, I think, but 
it's difficult to get in front of people, especially the the bigger people in our our industry, just because there's you know so many people with products to sell, which and people don't have time to go through ours and see that you know it's actually good. So, yeah, I think I need to get out of my room and actually go and meet people at conferences at some point. Also, yeah, that's that would a big help. Part of it, yeah. Uh, like if you get me out of my room, it's a, it's an achievement. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's gonna help in the long run. We need to meet people face to face, etc. So probably end of next year is when we're gonna start focusing on that. Like I, I think we definitely have other things to do at the beginning of the year, but yeah. But end of next year, like we'll probably make like a, if we do it, I know a lot of listeners want to hang out as well. So we'll probably make a page on where we go on Atari Hacker Pro and then you can just come and hang out. I know you did a meetup in uh, in Bangkok. I saw that there was like 75 beers for 20 people. So I guess you guys had fun. Yeah, <laughs> I certainly did. <laughs> One other thing I want to say about affiliates is that those people who did agree to promote us, um, I set up like an affiliate page about what was going on, when to promote us, that kind of stuff. It, it wasn't like perfectly done. I think there's a few things I would change, maybe give people a bit more notice and, and stuff like that next time. But I sent out a lot of essentially like an email, mass email to all of our affiliates when we went live and a bunch of other times hardly anyone took action on that it was only when yeah. it like prod people individually on skype or email them personally that people would actually do it and it was essentially saying the same same thing so it was just a, an interesting experience but when i think back to my, like health ambition for example so many people are like oh you should email this tomorrow you should email this tomorrow and 90 percent of the time i just ignore them because there's something else going on or you just don't trust you know them I mean? to the point where you want to email your list i think you know yeah it's it's not even that it's like some of the people who we do promote and we have made money for they'll they i think they try and um just get us to send more emails than i think is healthy to, to yeah. the list for some reason so yeah there's a bit of stuff going on there but yeah i think uh hand holding definitely helped and getting more personal help so i think there's a quite a few starting things. earlier i think would be a big deal actually yeah i mean this like time getting started much up, yeah yeah and we actually tried to sort of focus the affiliate promotion around the webinar which had uh, been very successful before but actually like a lot of our sales like i think half of them were in the early birds so i think the in terms of what we do differently next time overall um, i think one of the things we should definitely look at is doing some kind of like opening webinar like announcement you know kind of a bit of buzz around that and get affiliates to promote that part as well and yeah just rather than just sending like one email saying hey it's open um, what, i don't know what do you think about that uh, I mean, you want to jump onto what we're going to do differently? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think we just need more landing pages and angles of talking to people because uh, one thing we're doing is kind of like emailing the same sales page with slight modifications every time. Yeah. We need more angles, like more like we need a testimonials page with a call to action. We need like maybe some videos. We need some stuff like that, like so that we can maintain communication over a long period of time without emailing the same link every time. Yeah. So once we have that, it's also easier for affiliates to send more emails and like to maybe make stuff that's more content with a call to action at the end rather than like a pure sales page or so. Yeah. You also did a Facebook Live thing at the end. How did yeah. that go? <laughs> well, I hate seeing my face on camera. So there was that. We'll talk about this in the in the gadget podcast that we're doing after. But okay. I was actually about this like amazing like camera stabilizer for my phone, etc. And nothing ended up working, <laughs> so I had to do it on my iPad. 
in a pretty shaky video, but like, yeah, I sent an email and I sent a push notification. I think live there was like 150 people or something. So a lot less than a webinar for sure. Like even though we prepare people, etc., I think they were tired for the end of the launch, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people that would have bought, bought already. It was literally like the last 24 hours. So, but yeah, I mean, it was okay. I still prefer webinars. Yeah, it's more like I'd almost do the Facebook lives like like as part of the engagement stuff before the launch. Yep. That's good. Like as a sales tool, like, I mean, it's okay, but webinars are stronger, especially in this industry, I guess. Like if you're in a, I know, for example, in the health industry, drax.com actually does like Facebook lives and he has like a lot of fans. And he literally like, it's essentially a webinar as a Facebook live, but he has so many fans, like there's like 5,000 people live or something. Mm-hmm. And then he just puts a link in the description. People go back, you know. So that works. But it's like you get, for us, we only have like 5,000 fans and it's not that much. I mean, it's not bad for IM, but like it could be a lot more. It's like I prefer like preparing a big webinar, packing all the value and then selling at the end. Like I didn't really see much sales trickle after that thing. Yeah, Once again, yeah. it was like three weeks of launch. Though, so I think... Most people that would have bought, bought the people that didn't buy yet, you know, would never buy. And that's it. So at least not this time. So in terms of your number one takeaway from this whole like launch cycle, what would you say it is? That I need to sleep more before because I was tired. And, and that I should probably not queue a, the biggest product creation we've ever done right after because that is also pretty taxing. Apart from that... I think that, I mean, the biggest takeaway is like sequence is very important. Like the pre, I think what made this launch so successful is not as much the sales page or sales email. It's more like the, the warm up that we've done before. So the blog posts, the podcasts, the, um, the build, uh, yeah. the giveaway, like this is what I think made it. And I think also the blog and this podcast in general, like a lot of people listen to this podcast and about right after. And I think like actually, most of you in the way in which we do things, which actually like, you know, we'd get sales from affiliate, but like, you know, 90 plus percent of sales were actually just our list, you know? Yeah. In that case, like actually what makes your launch is this the whole time between your launch, actually, this is what makes it successful. So like we've been slacking a bit on the blog. It's not that we've been slacking. It's like there's a lot of stuff we have to do for this new program. But when we're done, it's like it's definitely it's going to be my big focus. It's going to be free content on the site and all that kind of like do good stuff before and give real information, not kind of like make authority hacker a giant teaser for, for our stuff, but just give pure value. People can yeah. like buy nothing and give value, you know. I think that is what builds it up. And just the fact that we're trying to be honest with our stuff, like when we're not very good at stuff or or just like you know not trying to hype up what we do or whatever and i think that is what work well like that plus the sequence is what was important more than the sales page more than i'm pretty sure like if we published a page with literally a buy button on it and no copy we would still have made five figures yeah for sure i think for me the probably the biggest takeaway was that it's okay to increase your prices and uh, sort of increase add these platinum tiers or different tier levels to I say this kind of sounds a bit harsh, but like extract more money from people. But, you know, that we're still giving away a ton of value here. And I think that people will pay what something is worth. And, you know, it's it's who are we to decide? I mean, we've seen the refund rate wasn't that high. You know? Exactly. So it's like people have. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. 
yeah, don't don't be afraid to try out different price points and try out these kind of things if you're doing your own sort of product launch or pricing your own product because you never know how things are going to actually work out until you to do it. And fortunately for us, people seem to uh, to go quite well with it. So yeah, I think one thing we changed as well is the the way we email people. So it's been very um, so we usually when we talk about approaches to things, it's like I talk about the sniper version, I talk about the shotgun version, you know. Shotgun being like you just go all in, no subtleties, just shout out as loud as you can, usually in terms of marketing. And sniper being like the right message to the right person. Obviously, if you can take enough shots, sniper is, is always better. The problem is resources and bandwidth, and that's why you take the shotgun approach sometimes, and often it, it, you know, it works out better because preparing a type of email for so many different segments and stuff is so complicated. Same with your ads, etc. I mean, it's possible. It just takes time. So this time, we definitely took a shotgun approach to the emailing to people, mm-hmm. and I really hope that next time we are a little bit more subtle about that. Like some people that already bought still got the promo emails, etc. Like there were some some quirks there. As a result, we sometimes email people a little bit more than we should on things that were not entirely relevant to what they cared about. If we did that to you, sorry about that. We're gonna fix it next time. We're still not gonna be shy about promoting, but I think making every message slightly more relevant to what people are about is gonna both increase sales and like increase the the feel good of the whole campaign and launch you know cool okay so we've been talking about this for quite a while now i just want to quickly wrap up by going over like what are our plans for uh q4 or for the rest of the year for the rest of the year yeah actually like i mean for me it's basically over already in my head but the authority side system this month for sure it's like i was taking all the lessons it's like i'm really not far now probably another week of hard work and all the content is done and another week of editing and it's over yeah just for anyone that doesn't know the authority site system it's like a essentially a newbie course for internet marketing so uh, yeah and it's not launching to the list this year actually yeah i'm almost done but it's only for the people that bought authority hacker pro we're actually giving them sometime ahead of others before we actually sell it as a standalone product so if you're an age pro member that bought a lifetime plan you will get access to it in november if not we'll launch it sometime next year but it will be finished soon for me which i'm looking forward to another thing i want to do is authority hacker like after i'm done with that i'm kind of like working slightly less hard and i'm gonna work on updating the old content on authority hacker so we're actually probably not gonna publish new content on authority hacker this year however what we're gonna do is we're gonna take old blog posts that now have some outdated content and try to expand them make them bigger make them better etc so that's what we're gonna do with pairing for the end of the year and i'm gonna plan new content for next year so we'll still email you guys with content but it's probably gonna be content you've already read that's updated with like case studies and more tutorials maybe more videos we remove the stuff that's not valid anymore we have a better tool to do something we're gonna really do a big refresh of all the old content that we have that is my big goal for the end of this year i'll be really happy about that then we want to hire people that's what yes. you're doing. Actually. Tell us about this. <laughs> Lots of people. So um, if anyone wants a job, by the way, go to authorityhacker.com forward slash jobs. We'll probably be emailing the, our list the week this goes out. So yeah, the, if you are if you want to work with us, then go check out the opportunities there. There should be quite a yeah, few. People ask us for like internships where they can work for us for free. We're actually paying people. Yeah. Believe yeah. it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's taking up all my time at the moment. What position are we hiring for? 
So immediately, we're looking for writers for Authority Hacker to help us out doing like reviews, support articles, other bits of content here and there, uh, possibly videos and stuff as well. Possibly even come on the podcast. Who knows? Uh, actually, like uh, I just want to talk about one position. It's like we are hiring someone to literally spend their days reviewing online marketing tools and and produce content around that. So if if playing with SEO tools is what you like doing, then send us an application. So that's authorityhacker.com forward slash jobs. We're also recommitting to making this podcast more regular. So during the launch and the month after, it got a bit sort of infrequent, but this should be going out every Monday from now on. So 52 times a year, touch wood. <laughs> so by the way, if you guys have any questions for us for our podcast, you can go to authorityhacker.com forward slash ask and ask us any question. We'll start answering these questions throughout our episodes and do special ask us anything questions as well. We're also launching new sites at the moment yeah. and more next year as well. So we're hiring like all sorts of different writers, content producers, even like support people, people to help us do link building and everything else you can imagine that goes with that. Um, yeah, we'll probably do a podcast about our plans. But, yeah. but like overall, the goal is to launch a new site every three months so, and build like a pretty rigorous process on that. So that should be interesting. Yeah. Okay, so let's wrap it up there. I think we're coming up for about an hour now. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're very else? good at talking about ourselves, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All, right, All right, guys. Thanks very much. And remember, every Monday, you can check out a new episode. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.